Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up and welcome back to the kind of funny screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello. The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hello. And matching in a beautiful hat, just like the producer slash seducer, we have the big Kev dog. I'm drinking a lot of milk and I haven't taken my lactose pill yet. But here right we here, go, guys. Right party right. time. There's, there's Tell your body ten, nine, <laughs> That is so disturbing to think about. I hate it so much. What's up, everyone? Like I said, this is the kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. Sometimes all three when there's crazy weeks like the one that we're having right now. If you haven't been paying attention kind of funny has been killing it on all fronts if you're into video games youtube.com slash kind of funny games if you're into entertainment youtube.com slash kind of funny there has been a ton of stuff whether it's summer game fest stranger things kenobi miss marvel the boys thor love and thunder things are just popping off over here so check out all of our different podcasts all of our different youtube channels and you can watch live a whole bunch of different shows on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games who do a lot of cool stuff out here but if you wanted to get this show ad free and if you wanted to watch live as we record this you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers gordon mcguire molecule and fargo brady have done today we're brought to you by shopify and athletic greens but i'll tell you about that later i want to get right into it boys miss marvel episode two came out last night on disney plus we all watched it what did we think i want to start with you nick scarpino uh, i liked it i think this show is is i i don't want to use the word but i will use the word it's very cute it's very endearing um to to and it's very it's very much a nice counter uh counter swing from a lot of the other uh superhero shows that we're reviewing right now right this show kind of it has just a different vibe than the boys and 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 i like that i kind of i like i'm kind of like oh i I'm, i didn't know i needed this in my life but this is a nice kind of wholesome uh superhero uh, story i like that she's starting to lose, uh, learn her powers i like that she thought she had everything going for her and, and it kind of all turned upside down um it's cool this was i think a this was i think the the episode where i got a little bit more interested in the show uh than last week's because i think we're starting to see some of the some of the other stuff that's going to be happening which is super cool okay uh, I really dug it. I think this show is doing such a good job of keeping the aesthetic and the feeling that it has. Um, and it's also like, man, they're making me really care about these characters where it's like, I, I can't believe how much uh, like her like nerdy best friend. I'm like, no, clearly he's in love with you. Like, what are you doing? You know? And then this other guy where it's like, I don't trust him. And then it ends. And I'm like, oh, no, fuck. I, I shouldn't trust him. Oh. This worked out. Oh, wait, you think that that's a good thing? No, no, I'm the saying way it, ends? it worked out for you, Kevin. You shouldn't have trusted him. You were oh, right. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, but like, yeah, I'm super into this show, and it's like, it's it is lighthearted in a really fun way that that uh, is still really entertaining. And I feel like this is exactly what uh, the you know MCU Disney Plus show should be. And 
I hope this is kind of the tone they do with younger stuff. Like, if we ever get an X-Men series, like, it'd be really cool if it's fun like this. Greg Miller. I adore this show. I adore this episode. Uh, I think it delivered, again, everything I loved from episode one. Um, I think, you know, Amon is such a fantastic actor. Like, just watching her when she can't, like, her fawn, right, and just go for this new guy, this, this hot senior, right, just fawn over him, fawn over, fawn over, and then when it actually looks like it's going their way where you know something's up and she comes in and dances around to be my baby. Like, first off, you know, just flashbacks to fucking Goodfellas. Wait, wait, stop. Like, oh, I was going to say, which, which movie does that make you think of? Of course it's Goodfellas. Come because on. Because it's hilarious to me that I didn't think Goodfellas first. Would you I'll, think? Give, I'll give anyone a free Starbucks if they can guess Jeez, what dude. song that I was – what movie I was thinking of when with that song. It's the beginning of Adventures of Babysitting when Elizabeth oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good call. That's a good pull too. That's a good pull. Um, but her dancing around, like it was another one of those things where I was just sitting there, like slack jawed, like this is so much fun to watch. She is so much fun to watch. And again, I could watch this even if it was just her being a kid. And what it really gave me, I, I, I almost, I tweeted about how much I liked her, and I almost did one of like, I can't remember the last person whose performance like I liked this much. And I stopped myself because it, you know what I'm getting is pangs of uh, Lana Condor into all the boys I've loved before. Like, I think she's doing, uh, Amon and, and Ms. Marvel is doing a, as great a job, if not better, maybe even, of doing like that adolescence, first love, trying to figure out high school, being the odd duck. I love, you know, episodes, episode two, starting with the reverse of episode one, like her walking through the hall and just fucking owning it because she's a superhero now and she's got powers and like how easy it was just to change the tide of being the outcast in high school once you have a little bit of confidence in going through and doing that. And I think, you know, again, uh, the, Hero stuff is great. I love them exploring her powers and training and doing stuff that a lot of movies gloss over, right? A lot of things do just gloss over, even though this was a montage. And a montage with no explanation and no debate where I liked having her have these conversations with Bruno. But that aside, just watching her go to Moss, her talk to her friend about running for it, uh, the friend, you know, having to talk to the uh, Euro guy, be like, you know, like, yeah, like, I'll only politics is dirty. Like, it was just fucking great all around, let alone the fact that, again, like, Tim, we talked about this last week is fans of the comic i'm stoked to not know where we're going right like when the senior got introduced and she started flirting with her jen was immediately like oh he's like gonna be actually stewie's nephew or an undercover agent right that you know, for damage control and i was like oh right and then they started interrogating him. i'm like wait they don't know that she has powers yet and so then like to see uh you know the great grandmother in the thing they're like oh, okay cool and then to have her in the back of the car i was like fuck yeah let's go like this show's just killing it for me yeah Tim, by the way think? Don't trust anyone that shows up that looks like a 35-year-old guy that drives a badass Porsche. Dude, like, a fucking Porsche, not, man. Woo! This kid does not belong in high school. Tim, what do you think? I am enamored by the show. Right there with all you guys. Uh, with This like this is something I think that's, that's truly special to me. I've always loved the kind of high school drama stuff, and I think that this is uh, the, the best version of it I could have ever possibly imagined in the MCU. I think that they are really doing a great job of having a supporting cast that – uh, lifts up Amon as as well as they do because she's so fantastic on her own. But I think the show's strength is the fact that, like Kevin was saying, it's like I care about this Bruno kid, and like there's there's just like an authenticity to the way that they speak to each other and kind of interact that um, doesn't feel MCU. And it's it's interesting because we are at this point now, thirty plus projects in, where um, I feel like ever since Phase Three uh started there's been a lot of moments that we've been like we've never seen something like this in the mcu before and i feel like uh in recent times that might not necessarily have been the best thing with things like eternals or things like moon knight 
Uh, but I feel like with this, I, I'm feeling that way in a positive way, in a very, very positive way. Uh, and I think that so much of it has to do with reasons I liked Thor Ragnarok, where Thor Ragnarok kind of rebooted the idea of Thor in so many ways and like just the style and the learnings from the colors of Guardians and all that. This show is kind of able to take the learnings of everything that's come before it and simultaneously be one of the most unique mcu things we've ever had while also entirely relying on mcu but in a way that doesn't feel like you have to have watched 30 projects for this to make sense it's more they do such a good job of in world making the mcu a real thing yeah and they did that uh so well in episode one but i think that as we kind of like hit the ground running in episode two um i'm really interested in the different plot threads going on i think that they did a a really good job with pacing in terms of giving the side characters storylines and things to do where i think of the family the same way I think of the band in Scott Pilgrim, where it is equally a part of why I love that product is that it's not just the main character and it's not just the superheroing stuff. It is kind of the dynamics between everybody. And uh, again, the authenticity that I feel from the way that these kids are talking, where it doesn't feel like how I talked in high school. It feels like how I imagine kids are talking in high school now. And I think that that's always the, um, the passing of the torch where you realize you're getting older and like what a high school coming of age story starts to change. So Nick, you might've, this might be like iteration three or four. I was going to say, uh, there's no reason to pick on him. Uh, They're not going to the roller skate sock hop. This old man doesn't I just want to check if he was listening. Ah. No, I was listening. I have to, I have to issue a correction, but, but go ahead mm -hmm. and finish that thought. Go for first. it. Go for it. Uh, I, I was mistaken, unfortunately. I heard that song and I thought it was And Then He Kissed Me, which was at the beginning of Adventures of Babysitting. Mm. Joey Joey Noel has corrected me in the Slack. She says, Nick, you were wrong. That is Be My Baby by the Ronettes that she was singing when she walks in, which was a dirty dancing song. Uh, mm. So I will be now taking the strap and beating my back for the rest of the episode <laughs> in the corner. Strap. Yeah, it's a very small I strap, but the Italians like up. just make it hurt. You got to just stay yeah. in there for a while. Um, but the, the last thing I would say is I, I feel like this show's um, identity is, despite the fact that I've now brought up Scott Pilgrim two weeks in a row, I do think that it is very unique. I think it is its own. I don't think that it's just kind of doing the Scott Pilgrim thing it like the Marvel way. Like I think it has its own identity, and I think that is because of the amount of culture in this and the color being used very much backs up the kind of stories being told. And um, in the, the ways where it's like it's not – ever clear where it's like this is fantasy this is reality it kind of goes back and forth mm -hmm. in a, a beautiful way where sometimes there is a clear distinction the dance scene she comes in and she's you can tell that's how she's feeling and she hears the music and all this that's stuff so but then when her mom talks to her the colors totally change uh for the the palette of the room yeah. or whatever and then when she gets back into it it pops in again and it's like i just i really love it and um the last thing i want to say before we get into a wider conversation is one of my biggest fears of the show uh, that I iterated again last week was the villains and where they're going with it. And there was one shot in the trailers that really gave me pause of her, uh, of like a group of people kind of coming out of like smoke and shit. And I was like, I don't know about this. Uh, we got hints of that in this episode. And I think in context of the smoke kind of being more in like a vision thing that she's seeing uh, when she got like the, the purple eye situation, I'm like, okay. Maybe they can pull this off. So I'm feeling even more hopeful now than I was before, which is saying a lot because I am very much loving this this show. Jumping off one of the things you said, like I, you know, again, you don't need to understand the MCU or know it and have reviewed every film twice or whatever, like we have <laughs> to enjoy it. But I did enjoy, like I do really enjoy how they layer it in. And again, like you're saying, it's not necessarily the most front facing thing, right? <clears throat> 
because when she starts and stuff and makes the joke about ant-man right and he's like why did you think you have ant-man powers he's like oh we're both charming and we don't age like it's just like such a great thing of like you know the real world thing of like paul rudd still being paul rudd 30 years later after clueless or whatever and the same thing for when her and uh uh camera cameron are talking about uh bollywood Right. And they're talking about a lot of touchstones I don't know because I don't know Bollywood, but then they bring in Kingo and Kingo Sr., right? And they're pulling Kumail's character from Eternals, but layering it in with what I assume is real conversations about Bollywood. And I was like, that's fucking straight out of the comics. Yeah. Those conversations, like those exact, like the references, the Bollywood references are straight from the the first comic run, which is so cool. But yeah, the Kingo references got me, man. I thought that was so funny. Them them talking about Kingo Sr. versus Kingo as if they're different people. Like, like, they, like, because we see that in Eternals, right? And they explain it all. But like to hear real people talking about it and they don't know, it's very funny. So good. Yeah. Yeah, Into broader destruction, like, right. I think we're giving a lot of uh, uh, praise for everything. The one, one of the things I thought was flat for me was how uninspired it was on getting away from damage control. Like, I thought she was going to get captured in the alley, right? She jumps over the thing, climbs over the people, and they do that. Like, And again, we're, we're watching a superhero, young adult show, so whatever. Great how you want to. But she, like, you know, does the steps over the damage control people, and they're all like, what? what? And then there's enough time for a car to pull up, her get in the car, the car to pull away, and then them get around and be like, where did she go? You know what I mean? It's like... All right, now is that going to be a power or something of her, her grand, great-grandmother, maybe, that she could put up some kind of shield? I doubt it, but I was a little like, that's hard for me to suspend my disbelief. In a similar way, too, of when she got on top of the mosque during the carnival or whatever and had her entire suit on. I thought we were going to have a cool moment of, like, how do you hide your powers or, you know, how do you, right. is she going to have to change her suit to be something, like, what it'll be more like eventually? It was like, no, no, she just had her whole paper mache costume there. I'm like, okay. Did that... Did also that that kid that fell was he wearing the Versace shoes that got stolen earlier in the episode? Oh, oh I didn't notice. That? Was he yeah. the thief? Is that I, I, I mean, there? I don't know. They, they, I felt like they looked really familiar. I, like you know, I mean, they had a very distinct look. And we so see you're saying, the Kevin, she should let him die. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Also, I mean, this is like a situation where this kid was going where he shouldn't go. Like, it's a powerful lesson. For the kids are never having you got in order to put up with gate. all these young kids on the TikTok, you got to get up, you got to get up to those the heights. Is that you right? You think so? The heights, Brody. Yeah, the heights. Um, I, great musical, but okay. I liked, I liked that scene. I like, I liked, uh, I liked all the stuff with her with her friend too. I thought that was kind of interesting that they they threw that that, that side story in there with her running for the board um, mm-hmm. of uh, and and kind of the old world or the you know the older generation the versus mosque, the newer yeah. generations in the mosque where she was kind of uh, Kamala and. Um, and her friends, Nakia. Nakia, thank you, are are kind of giving the guys shit for being like, why are we still it's like, why is there still this like this partition yeah. between us? Uh, which I guess is the wrong word to use because they talked about the partition later, but they, you know they talk about that physical divide between them, and, and it's still that sort of like older culture that they would like to see some progress in. I thought that was interesting. I was like, that's like that's a that's a a, a more heavy subject than I would have thought. Yeah, would there's have been commentary put in this on episode. this faith, right? Yeah. Something you know, we. we I, you don't see you don't see this faith represented in most of the media we consume to begin with, let alone to then have uh, a take on it to talk right. about the fact that yeah, this is a bit outdated in the same way. You know, for Catholicism, right? We've been talking forever. Like, why can't women be priests? This is stupid. What are you okay. doing? Right. Well, I also it, it, really appreciated when her friend pops into the bathroom and offers her a tampon and talks about pads and you know mentions yeah. like how her mom. I know your mom's got a thing is weird about tampons. Like another thing you rarely see represented in 
the media we consume, let alone the fact right. in a MCU show, a Marvel show talking about and menstruation. It's an interesting point to make, too, because those two things usually are they are represented. They're just usually represented in a bad way. Um, right. So like the, the um, Islam is usually rep- like up until this point is usually represented as, as something that's like, you know, usually bad guys or something like that. So seeing it in a positive light and seeing people like characters that we like um, on screen in a mosque in a positive way is it's refreshing. Let's just put it that way. 100 percent. And to go even further with it, Nick, I think not only. Yes, most of the, not most of the time, lots of times it's representing in a negative light. If, if uh, the other times it's represented is it's clearly always the side character. It is the best friend who wears a is it hijab? There was a different pronunciation yeah. in the show. I just thought it was hijab, uh, but she pronounced it different in the show. So I apologize if I'm getting it wrong. But like usually, that's the best friend who's wearing that. It makes some reference to their faith, and that's the end right. of it. Whereas this one is so embedded in the culture, and like you know, I think in episode one they did a bunch, and I know I talked to Tamor about it after we watched that, and I know they do a bunch here too. But using uh you know words and not translating for us right like they're just dropping in you you figure out if, it's like the same way i guess like abu like you know what i mean like i eventually mm-hmm. figured out like you know from comics so that means dad or whatever like they maybe even explained it at some point there but the fact they do that here and then i liked again for as much as they drop that in and maybe we feel like outsiders watching it i appreciate it when she's talking to kamran and drops uh in and then translate my mom and he's like i know what you mean like blah, blah, blah. and yeah. i'm like oh, that's a really it's cool like, that too and then even like the history of like I know nothing about the partition. I know nothing about, you know, the, the history of India, right? To drop that into such casual conversation to make it not only poignant and resonate with me, but then also make it a plot point of where we're going and why, how she got these powers. Like, this this show's fucking killing it. And, and just real quick, I want to say, like, something that hit me really hard in the same vein as this stuff was the damage control guy who I just, I absolutely love. Yeah, uh, but him being the, the, just be respectful. The FBI is already watching them. You know that. And it's like, damn, like, yeah. that's some real shit that y'all dropping on a freaking Disney Plus show. Good for you guys. Oh, God, I had one more point I was going to make about that. Yeah, but I agree. I agree all around. I thought it was, I thought it was refreshing to see all of that in there. Um, and... <laughs> Damn it. I had a point. It was just in and out. It was in and out. <laughs> uh, one thing that I didn't love about this, and this is a very subjective nitpicky thing, but I thought that the the Mean Girls-esque going around the different groups and like giving them the names and stuff. Uh, I love the the punchline of the Illuminati. Aunties. Fantastic. Uh, oh, but man. I just thought it was like, all right, that was a little trite. Like we've seen that so many different times. Right, I don't yeah. think that this gave uh, yeah. enough of a twist on it to to make it like its own thing. Uh, but I did love the, the ending of it and having all the aunties there talking. And uh, the one that goes, um, I heard she killed a man dead. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> these just random supporting characters just give the life so or give the show so much life. Nick, oh, that's, I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. So like, so growing up watching movies um, with the Italian culture in it, and you'd hear a lot of Italian words that I would know, but other people wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah. This kind of gives me that resonance where it's like, they're not, they're telling us here and there, like what, what certain words mean, but the fact that they refer to each other as like, you know, beta and, and like those terms of endearment, like it reminds me of watching like uh, Italian movies, Goodfellas, uh, uh, other shows where Italians are represented and, and it made people go, oh, well, you know, everyone knows what Gabagool is now because of stuff like yeah, that. Everyone yeah. knows what Aganul is, you know, but, but, but you wouldn't necessarily when you're watching it, but you get the vibe that there's the love there or whatever, whatever the, uh, the phrase, the turn of phrase is supposed to uh, imbue upon the audience. So I, I just think it's cool that they hold, they hold your hand a little bit, but then they're also like, no, this is a show where this culture is represented and you're going to watch that. You're going to, you're going to be in that and you're going to figure it out. Before we keep talking about our thoughts on the show, let me tell you about our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I've been using AG1 the last few months because I figured it was well past time I start thinking about vitamins, but I'm usually not the biggest fan of their format. So being able to drink a flavored water is much more up my alley. And I'm a huge fan here of the fact that it doesn't taste super healthy. It kind of has like this mild tropical taste to it that I look forward to every morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate Daily nutritional insurance, athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved only for big businesses to everyone. So upstarts, startups, established businesses, content creators alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to across the globe. Our content creator friends use Shopify to manage all their merch sales and stuff. And I recently got Gia a pair of Allbirds from the Allbirds website, which also uses Shopify. So that's an example of big websites using Shopify for their sales. You can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting on conversion rates, profit margins, and to help you supercharge your knowledge of your sales and your success. You can go to shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and you can get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames right now. That's shopify.com slash kfgames for a free 14-day trial. Shopify.com slash kfgames. Love getting some Stark tech in this. The drones from Far From Home Spider-Man, that they yeah. got they took from No Way Home and now I guess damage control is kind of using them. Um, the damage control woman was really intense. And I was going to say, shout out else. to her. I, I don't have her name pulled up. I, I, like I know her, her from Orange is the New Black and yeah, she was intimidating so. in yeah. that and totally thank a fucking you. hard ass and then to see her in this I'm like, oh yeah. And like, yeah, when she comes in and starts fucking busting Kamala Khan's ass, I was like, oh no. And again, yeah, shout out earlier. We did it to Arian, our, our bro here, damage control mm-hmm. Stewie, uh, fucking killing it out there. And like, yeah, because again, even when he starts, it, it's it's so reminiscent of when he played Ned, Ned right? Just come say, in I and be like, oh, it. yeah, I was really hoping for you. Yeah. you yeah. He was like, your recipe for light popcorn is popcorn, incredible. It's all popcorn. Popcorn. Around him. Yeah. <laughs> she starts singing the song too. <laughs> and then he's, yeah, I, I love how quickly he turns that corner, right? He flips that switch on everyone. Yeah. He gets them to like love him and like let their guard down. And that's, that's so funny. But yeah, those yeah. Guys are good. I love the the little MCU things too of just like the, the style of humor where it's just kind of like there's a lot of things that aren't jokes, but like they might make you like, you know, put air out of your mouth a little a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I just love the in the same way in Spider-Man Homecoming, like this show obviously has a lot of the same vibes just because we're dealing with younger characters. But the Yo, Spider-Man do a flip. Like I love it. This one, like, yo, it's night light. <laughs> She's like up on the, the yeah, thing. Yeah, like the, the idea of just like random people being so used to superheroes that like when a new one comes out like the names just start forming like night monkey or whatever mm-hmm. i think that's that's really night funny monkey. and another thing that i love about what the mcu does is it's visual 
uh, kind of guidelines and its sound design and stuff. Like we we talk a lot about um, how Guardians really kind of redefined the MCU's palette, but then things like Doctor Strange really defining what magic looks like uh, and et cetera, et cetera. You guys get what I'm saying. But I like how in this one uh, with her with her powers, like the sound design of the way when she steps on it all, like it's really cool. Like it's like unlike anything we've heard so far in the same way that when we heard the repulsor blast from Iron Man the first time, I was like, damn, this is really damn cool. Or, or to put in context uh, for something we're talking about this week, that first sound of the Destroyer, which I still stand by, is the coolest sound effect in any MCU. Uh, we're we're doing a that. Thor rewatch uh, in review. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's happening this week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, I love all that. And I, I thought that that scene at the end was, I think, a very pivotal scene, right? We have that moment where where um, her friend comes up to her and says, hey, we got to practice tonight, right? We got to keep we got to keep practicing. We got to keep figuring out these powers. And she sees the hot guy on the porch. She's like, nope, I got other stuff I got to do. And then she almost kills that kid because she doesn't know how to use her powers. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's a, that's a pivotal moment for me because I was I, I'm, I'm never a fan when it's like when we got I like to sit in the pocket of people the origin story, right? I think that's the whole point of a lot of these first seasons of these shows is I want to see these people struggle with these powers and with what they mean to them and with having to make that sacrifice between being a superhero and being a normal kid. Um, and I think we weren't getting a lot of that. Even like my criticism last week were like the, even the, 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 the quote unquote mean girl, bad girl was just kind of nice. Like she was just kind of self-absorbed, but she wasn't mean. Uh, and so we're getting some conflict in this, which I think is really, really good. And I'm really curious to see um what this kid in the porsche i forget his name what is his name comron comron what what his deal is what his deal is with uh for a second i was like because i watched this way too late i was like wait a minute if that's her great grandma does that make him her brother <laughs> i didn't do the math really well on that one um but i also want to i also want to throw this out, i also want to throw this out there it's never a good idea to lie to someone's brother, especially if you think you're going to date that person. That mm. scene, that was one of those scenes that, that didn't yeah. take me out of it. I'm like, also, this is so Friends 1.0 where it's like, you know this person's going to come, you know gonna, well, the brother's going to see you and know it's not your cousin, right? Well, yeah, well, it's it's the, the stupidest lie ever of like, this is our cousin, you remember him. It's like, there's going to be follow-ups. Like, yeah, wow, how, like, be questions. you should have just been uh, like, he's your cool brother. Like, he'll understand. Yeah. You don't think your mom's going to go through the, the, the family tree and figure that one out pretty quickly? I what? still liked it. I liked it. I, I I hear you. I think it was just a commentary on how big their family is that you can get pe- lost in the branches of it, and that like it's also one of those things. That I can't speak to their culture, but how many like uncles and aunts do you have that aren't oh, actually are blood necessarily me? that are just all raised mm-hmm. around each other? Mm-hmm. Well, it ending with the brother like either yeah. joking or remembering incorrectly that like he was a cousin of the haram dot comron is like yeah. that is such a fucking it's, it's one funny of those joke it's one of those two that like yeah like you get to that situation and you, you're like i okay yeah i do remember you right because you don't want to look like an idiot right yeah. and their mom also right. does strike me as the type if he came home and was like does uncle whoever have a nephew who and like you know what i mean she'd be offended if he didn't remember it right or something like that he wants to be the good son i i was more not perplexed isn't the right word again th- we're getting a peek into a culture i don't fully understand but like it seemed like in the first episode they knew the brother's fiance pretty well yeah that so was then weird. for her to come around and be getting these family stories that i feel like she would have heard by now I was like, oh. years ago I, yeah i don't yeah I, it's one of those things where i i feel like i've had that situation happen yeah. where like we're all hanging out for like dinner and something comes up and like crazy old like grandma story comes out from like both sure. sides of me like being at my uh in-laws and paula being at my uh family's house so like i don't know that rang that moment rang really true 
to, uh, like to my experiences where it's like, oh yeah, that's exactly like, even though everybody knows Paula, there's still like randomly someone says something about her grandma and it's like, yeah, like crazy grandma's hospital stories. I mean, every time I hang out with your wife, I tell her things about you that you probably don't want me to. Like that one time I told her that you ate three milkshakes in one day and you got God. mad at me. I got so mad at you. Red ruined milkshakes <laughs> for me for a long time, Nick. I'm sorry, Kev. We'll get you one later. Uh, no, what about it's a ice cream on pizza. You know what I mean? Fair enough. I, love I the fucking memes love it. it. <laughs> this kid, this kid's so nervous. <laughs> He's just, just like, like I, I like the texture. I like the texture. Yeah, when she's like, "Is that one food or two? <laughs> but then, like, when he gets saved and all the memes go by, there was equal memes in there about ice cream pizzas. <laughs> they were like, "What well, the uh, stomach ache and shit like that." When uh, when he says that and her response of like, "Is that one foods or two foods?" Like, I was literally saying that at the same time, and yeah. I was like, "I like the way this is written." <laughs> yeah. Uh, to your point earlier, Nick, did you appreciate the uh, Bon Jovi stuff? Oh, my God. Well, all right. New Jersey. Yes, New Jersey I appreciate the Bon Jovi stuff. But sometimes when people shoehorn that in there, this one felt like, okay, obviously the writer is a fan of Bon Jovi. And, like, it just felt a little inorganic that that yeah, any family would be talking that deeply about See, Bon Jovi. See, you say Jovi that, but remember they're age. in Jersey. They're in Jersey. He's a fucking god in New Jersey. If is I call Tara Bruno right now, she, you don't think she's going to flip out and tell me how much she loves Bon Jovi? I mean... I'm calling Tara. Nick, call Tara Bruno right now. Oh my God, Tara Bruno freaking loves Bon Jovi. But even a cover, he said, trust me, even a cover band of Bon Jovi's going to get people to talk for a long time. (laughs) Well, they did make it, they did make a slippery when wet uh, reference, which I was like, that's very, that's kind of an adult reference to this. Um, No, I mean, obviously, I love it. Don't tell me anything about that. I love any of that stuff. But of course, my touchstone for John Bon Jovi is season two of Sex and the City. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. That was just for Joey. She's going to be like, it was season three, Nick. She doesn't like Sex in the City. You should know that. Joey doesn't like Sex in the City? No, she's never watched it. Oh, it's great. I'm watching oh, it. I've seen every episode, Nicholas. Business owner friends, they're like, they can't answer their phone all the time. It's because they're... Yeah, it always yeah, gives yeah, me anxiety that, like, the voice message and meeting. You're going to be like, this is my phone number. Call me back right now. Where's my phone number? Social security number. When I was young, yeah, uh, someone had told me that the the Pokemon movie theme song was done by Bon Jovi, and for an embarrassing long time, I, I awesome. thought that, that was the case until someone at IGN was like, "Tim, that is not not <laughs> that true is at all." Awesome. That's okay. Yesterday, when when Kevin and I were moving story. stuff around the new studio, he just started laughing to himself, and he goes, "Shark repellent, huh?" <laughs> Yo, Listen, man, sometimes things Maverick. stick with you. I watch Maverick again, Nick. And when, yeah. when you see the flashback, the goose, like from yeah. the first movie, and it happened, I just I started laughing so hard. Like, God damn it, Nick, you're so you. We were, we were standing, to be fair, Nick, we were standing next to a ladder, and I thought, oh, like when the ladder dropped out of the helicopter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, yeah, Shark Revelant. Greg, real quick, just to, to catch you up and give you the little bit of context you need here. In the classic mm-hmm. film Top Gun from 1986, there's a scene it. where You're a character familiar. dies in the water. And there's like this green stuff that comes it. out from the uh, from, from the body from right. around it, whatever. Cockpit, and it's to be able for people to understand where he is or whatever. It's just die. But it's Nick, just just, when he was doing the plot for the movie, just not making a joke, totally seriously called it the shark repellent and thought it was shark repellent. From Batman in 66. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I had I had conflated those two and somewhere along the lines, you know when you're a kid, somewhere along the line, someone says something and it just sticks in yep, your head. That's what it is. And then nobody ever corrects you until you're on a very popular podcast and Kevin laughs at you and you, you just do like, oh, you're, you're a child. What's that? Yeah, so you do another, another podcast. podcast. 
<laughs> no, that was a great moment where actually yeah. I think I, I think you guys let it go, and I was like, wait a minute, did I say shark repellent? Did that make yeah. sense? Yeah, God, that was anyway. Great. Anyway, back to Miss Marvel. About this. Yeah, I'm, I'm so in, man. Go, keep going, I, I'm man. interested. Yeah. I do. I do want there to be a bigger baddie, and I think we're gonna get there. And I and I and I'm curious. I'm very curious to see what's going on with the mystery of uh, of uh, Kamran and his mom in the Porsche. And I hope the Porsche is prominently featured because this thing sounds mean uh, for the rest of the show. But I want I want to get to that that walking scene with the with the baddies walking down the alley, and she has to face off because I want to see Wait, her tested. Did he say that was his mom? Yeah. Yeah, he said I, I'm, I'm it's his, it's her great grandmother, mom. and then she he's like. Uh, so they're not cousins, but he's her uncle, right? She has very much the wide eyed reaction upon hearing that that she's right. turned on by somebody in her family. Oh no! It's a little Luke and Leia, man. Everyone's got a little Luke and Leia. Oh, in them, if you know no, what I mean. don't. That's not a good joke. That's not a good joke. You know, ten years, eighteen. 17 you know what we're just gonna end here uh anyway <laughs> let us know in the comments below what your thoughts are on miss marvel episode two uh we'll be reacting to every single week we got four more of these guys cool. i don't want more than that but I'm uh, they're long too 52 yeah two they're good so i was like all right this is this is good i know that's 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 been happening lately where every time i, I tune into something it's like an hour and 10 hour 15 hour two i'm, like, I'm all for it man let's go make them longer uh, uh, if you want to hear our thoughts on Kenobi, you can stay tuned in a couple hours. That video will be uploaded as well. Same place, youtube.com slash kindoffunnyroosterteeth.com or search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Screencast. But till next time, I love you all. Have a marvelous day.